be something like, so like, you know how we kind of booted everybody off the team and it's just the two of us left now? Yeah, I mean, we did found the team, so, uh, you know, it's it's yeah. just, they, they just all didn't shape up. They didn't show up today, even though they weren't scheduled to be here. So, yeah. You know, the, that... the, the real, like, line in the sand that we had to draw was when they handed us union papers. That that was just taking it one step too far. We can't have that. No, that's yeah. just, no. We definitely can't have our own stream team unionizing. I can't even think till September. Like, who knows what happens? I mean, I'm still waiting for, you know, the aliens, so... <laughs> well, we, we got aliens to talk about later, so how about I start this podcast episode? This is episode 53 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. Uh, this is kind of an important episode. It's going to be airing live January 22nd, 2022, but it's important for, for several reasons. It's important because we did actually have more people scheduled to be on this episode, and then only two of us showed up, but also uh, this is the one-year anniversary episode of this podcast. So I'm blind and I'm hosting, and I'm jo joined by my co-host for this episode, FG Squared. How are you today? Hello. I'm I'm actually doing really good. I wasn't so well uh, last at the end of last week, over the weekend, but I'm doing much better today because antibiotics are awesome. <laughs> Glad you're feeling better. Yeah, no, I am. I am feeling much better, much improved, and I'm doing well. And I had a good day. the The, the original plan for today's episode, I, I think, was like just there. There was gonna be three of us, and uh, we, we were gonna record this episode a little bit early, kind of li lifting up the um, kind of the veil a little bit on the production of this show. And we had some stuff lined up that we were gonna talk about, and it's like, well, scheduling stuff didn't work out, so it's just the two of us. So we're gonna kind of do a little year in review of this podcast, I guess, and just kind of talk about what, what running this podcast has been like from launch until now, and then we'll talk about the games that we've been playing this week, and then we're gonna talk about games that we're looking forward to in 2023, because GameSpot has this really big list of uh, games, and uh, it'll be fun to, I think, kind of roll through. Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly what we're doing. And um, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that it's been... Uh been a year already that we've been doing that and uh i feel like i've said this before on a podcast or maybe that was just in a team meeting but like i'm really proud of us because we've missed like at most three weeks yeah and half those weeks that we missed we were able to get something out um yeah there, there was there was definitely like i think one or two episodes that we just completely missed but uh like on New Year's, as an example, we were able to get something out that day, even though yeah. it was just all of us just kind of saying, hey, happy New Year. I mean, it's it's good, right? No, actually, like, like yeah. Well, I mean, this is episode 53, and it's so been I, 52 weeks, so. Yeah, I've looked. So 2022 exactly had 53 weeks. We hmm. obviously started on the 16th, so... uh. That was in, like, what, week three, I guess? Yep. So, yeah, we missed, like, two or three weeks at most. Which like, is if you do good. the math. That is really good, considering, like, what we've been through in this yeah. year. Because <laughs> well, I like, mean, like, Evil Trick was on the first episode, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, things have shifted. Um, yeah, people have, have left. They moved on to... Uh, train pastures <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. and new people have have jumped on board two people at that so uh 
yeah it's it's been a wild ride but in a good way I think yeah I, I remember like years ago when we first started the team our scheduling thing was always just hey uh the only way that our scheduling could be even more difficult is if we had somebody from Australia <laughs> now we have one in New Zealand and somebody in Australia oh yeah I mean why I mean you know obviously Halston Frequency is going to take over the world in 2023 sorry to spoiler it all but we just thought that um, covering all the time zones like that was probably a good idea. Well, I mean, it means that you have the highest possible availability. Somebody's going to be awake around the clock. That's true. Yeah, that usually is. Yeah. It means that we can always mod our definitely needs to be heavily moderated uh, team Discord server. <laughs> I mean, we've had like, what, one person posting bad stuff once, I think, or twice yeah, think maybe? We- it was like one or two people we had to ban. And I'm pretty sure one, at least one of them was bot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So very rambunctious. I've um, I, I've gotten some weird features unlocked on my Discord server as it's grown quite dramatically over the past few months. Uh, one of them is, I I got this notification in the moderator room of my Discord where it was just like, we're gonna start sending you real time heads ups about people that are in suspicious servers that are suspected of terrorism. I was just like. What? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and so maybe once every other day or so, I'll get a DM and it'll just have like, or a DM from from Discord um, through my server that just says, uh, this user, and it's like links to an account, is like, is in these suspicious servers. And I'm sitting here going like, I didn't know Discord had this functionality, but it does. And I've looked it up. It's like, if you want to like prune your server from people that might be in sketchy meme servers, I guess, mostly, um, you can do that. So why do I not have this? <laughs> I don't know. Like there, there's so many like strange things that I've like come into contact with over the past week just because like my arbitrary number went up. That's so interesting. How big is your Discord now? 2,000 plus? 2,500. Okay. Because yeah, mine is it, like a thousand. I started, I started oh. getting them at 2,000-ish. Mm, okay. Was when, I st- was, was when that first... Because it's because you know how they send out like those moderator announcements where they just yeah. pop up in the mod section of your server? It's just one of those. Hmm. Except it's like potential suspicious user warnings. I. It's strange. Why do they not say that to everybody? That sounds really helpful. You think? You think? Like you know what? Yeah. Okay. I, I I think what it might be is just like having a certain amount of churn, like new people coming in, because it's like something like 150 people come in into my Discord per day, but a lot of them leave. And I think mm. when you have that amount of like turnaround, it activates or something. I don't know. That will make yeah, sense. I, I looked it up. It's like part of their like auto mod thing. And it hmm. unlocks features as your Discord gets bigger. It's strange. But kind of cool. I like it. I like it because, yeah. Certainly helpful. Yeah. Because like, it's it's not like really that they're going to do anything bad on the Discord per se that has to do with terrorism. But it's more like, you know, randoms coming in. They're more likely to like spam. Like just yeah, stupid it's like, stuff. This person has an edgy sense of humor. Be wary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically all it means. <laughs> yep, exactly. But that was a weird side tangent. Yeah, it's been a year since we've been running this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also, Blind is now a big streamer. No, just kidding. But like, not actually kidding, because you are. But like, um, that's that's not really. <laughs> is this going to be one of those like, how does it feel to be famous? 
Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Mr. Streamer Man. <laughs> How does it feel to get paid just to play video games? <laughs> God. There's a lot more to um, it than that. Generally. Yes. 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 Way, way much work. The, game, the gaming is the fun bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could then... talk about that, actually, for a little bit. Like, just this Ooh. job. That could be a fun subject, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of work, but still the best job I've ever done. Yeah, I I would say that. I mean, like it's it's the I I can't remember who who which of my friends originally said this, but it's incredible how hard streamers work to not have to have a job. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> It's, it's like the, the the dream of being a streamer is that you get to stay at home and play video games all day. But the reality is, is like we're all just sitting here like grinding so and working so hard to just play video games all day. I, I think I think it's like a bell curve because you start small and you just play video games. And then as you grow, you start doing more and more work like you do like YouTube stuff and then you do social media things and you run a Discord server and just all of the other things that come with it. And then, then when you get like that big that you can hire people to do all of that sort of stuff, then it becomes back down. Like it comes back down to the point where you're mostly just playing video games. Yeah. Or you but, end up like me where you're uploading three videos a day to YouTube and each one takes like an hour to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like I would, I, w- I was talking more like, like the, 20,000 plus people, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you, you mean like the co-carnages and the lyrics of the world? Yeah, yeah, those people that have like a slew of just mm-hmm. people working for them, doing all the things and or whatnot. Tim the Tap Man. Mm, yeah, exactly. Like so That kind of echelon of creator. Yeah, the really yeah. big ones. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's been kind of interesting because like, I think my parents have become a lot more aware of how small Twitch is in the past like two months because like... For a brief period there, I was like the 600th most viewed channel on Twitch. I think I'm like now the 1100th or something. Like I'm still like in the top 2000, mm-hmm. but I, I've dropped down a little bit in the English channel's rankings, which is fair because I went from like 800 to 1,000 viewers per stream now to about 550, which is mm-hmm. still great. Very um, solid. Not, not complaining at all. Uh, but uh, like there's been a bit of a drop there and like my parents have like suddenly gotten way more educated in the way that they ask me about twitch related things like they're just like wow it is actually a really small industry it's like you know i wasn't joking when i said it's easier to become a brain surgeon than it is to be a successful twitch streamer because like there's uh more competition and a lower success rate in this industry yeah absolutely also i just turnover i just checked you are still uh, in the top 1,000. Oh, then I moved back up because I was yep. the 1,100th, I think. Nope, you were in the top 1,000. Two days ago. Or a nice. few, few days ago. Well, that's yeah. cool. Maybe everybody else dropped down. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I, don't even I know. didn't move and other people's viewers went down. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's, well. there's always so much shift. And, and then, you know, it depends. Like, is that, game, that game is coming out. And then there is, oh, but it's the holiday then. It's the holiday here. Like, today, for example, like, there was a lot of Americans around because, um, you know, uh, it was it's it's a, it's a public holiday in the U.S. and that sort of stuff. So Is it? Oh, I didn't yeah, know. it's um, Martin Luther King Day. 
Oh, that's why that was trending on Twitter. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, out, out of curiosity, I just checked. Um, and I'm 2,700. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think that the if you're sitting in the top 5,000 Twitch streamers, you're doing pretty well. As far as I, I mean, that tell. is still that's still the top point zero nine percent of Twitch, yeah. which I mean, is ridiculous. We're for not... a little bit of context. I was like top fifty thousand for mm. like the last four years. Mm. So I skyrocketed from the top fifty thousand, which is you know th that's that's higher than the number of Twitch partners, um, which is what seventy something thousand now. Um, yeah, and. Uh, so I was always in the top 50k, and then with the recent explosion, I skyrocketed to like like 700th, I think, and then yeah. I fell down a little bit. But like, I don't know. It's it's I I feel like I've said this for years, but it's weird just how top heavy Twitch is. It is, it is, and it's it's crazy to think because like still like every time, every quarter when Commander Root posts his stats on like. Um, channel streaming, so he looks at channels um, that are streamed, how many times mm. they've streamed, um, whether these channels are partnered, affiliate, or as he calls them, plebs. And um, it's consistently 90% of all channels that stream on Twitch are not partnered or affiliated. It's bonkers. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder if that number is going to go down at all, because like Discord has been push pushing the stream to your friends and yeah. pay to boost your own server thing. And I, because like, I, I know that that's actually like a rather large draw for a lot of people on Twitch is just, I'm going to spin up a stream, two of my friends will watch, we'll talk on a Discord call or whatever, and, uh, or in the chat or whatever, and maybe we're all playing the same game anyway already. And like, that's actually kind of a, a large market for Twitch, but it's, it's a money hole, right? Um, mm. Actually, like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this right here, and we can add that into the I'm gonna add it into the doc in our magic doc because we're just talking about this now. Um, the latest stats actually were at, uh, published at the start of this month because that was when the quarter ended. Um, so uh, there is basically three million affiliates. Mm -hmm. There is sixty nine thousand four hundred partners. So nice, nice. <laughs> It's almost it's sixty nine thousand three hundred ninety eight at the date that he released this the the numbers. It was almost perfect number, almost. And um, in Q four twenty twenty two, there were eight point six million users that streamed at least once, which is not much, right? Because there, there will be down. like one off people and whatnot, so it's not that much. It has that has that number has gone down, yes. Um, and uh, out of those, 0.48% were partners, 16% affiliates, and 83.7% neither partners nor affiliates. But it gets real crazy when you put in, like, even just 10 or more streams. Um, 33,000 partners. So, like, that's almost... That, that's less than 50% of partners. That's, like, how many people were actively streaming when I started. Yeah, and like half of partners are because with ten streams, you can probably assume that they're at least part time still streaming regularly, right? Yeah, um, or full time streamers. So that's that means half of them 
one and a half of them have stopped streaming. Um, 780,000 affiliates and 1.5 million um, not neither partners nor um, affiliates. So it's that's that's still not a lot of people. Like that's that's what like do the math. It's like two point six. It's around two point six million people who stream like regularly. That's that's like not a lot of people in the grand scheme of things of the world that there has, you know, seven billion yep. people living on it. That's not a lot. Especially when you look at how many like hours of video is uploaded to YouTube per day. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 quite a it's it's a niche industry and we're I don't know, it it feels weird to say, but we're at the top of it, I guess. Like, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're maybe not. We're not like the movie stars. Like if you if you lose like the 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 movie TV show type stuff, we're not like the big blockbuster movie TV. No, we're stars. we're just a Hulu original. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're like, like on what what whatever's going on on Peacock in the like <laughs> section that nobody's watching that isn't yeah. the sports. <laughs> yeah, but like it's still pretty freaking good. Like you know, yeah. it's it's at least enough to make you know a living. For oh, most no, totally. of us, right? Yeah. Um, though the cutoff is harsher than a lot of people would think, but I mean that was revealed with the whole you know payment leak thing. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I don't know how popular of a take this is, but I think that the pay that the revenue leaks was a very good thing. I agree, because <laughs> it it opened up um, the eyes of a lot of people. And, I, my uh, revenue went up significantly <laughs> through yeah. on other platforms when that happened. I was just like, "Yeah, that's how much I make." And they were like, "Holy!" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Same. Money go up. So it's like, hmm. Yep. I, I, that definitely, definitely had a big part. I think for me as well. So yeah. It's it, been, it's been a, it's been an interesting thing. I mean, we've both like, especially like us too, because we're like, we're like not like the OG. Like we. You know, we're not like like JTV OG, but we're like, we've been around this platform. Like my account is over 10 years old at this point. Yeah, same. I, I mean, I've been around this platform longer than my account. I mean, I watched streams on just, I had an account on Justin TV. I just made a new one because I didn't like my username. <laughs> and this was before you could easily change your username, right? Mm. Um, and uh, like, I, I, I feel like I'm Twitch OG purely because like, I remember when like Hotshot GG got partnered. <laughs> you know like i i, I remember that like do, do, do you remember like those those old clips of like soda pop and getting partnered mm. after yeah. like getting declined a bunch of times and he had like thousands of people watching and they refused to give him partner for some reason and then he finally got it yeah like i i remember all of those moments i, I remember when like Total biscuit was complaining that he couldn't tell who was subscribed to his channel or not so twitch in real time gave him a sub icon <laughs> because like he he's just like i need i need something next to my subscribers and they're like what if we gave you like a a battleship from starcraft and then it just like starts popping up next to his subscribers they're like how's that and he goes that's perfect yeah no that's that's i mean good yeah i i like i remember like one of the things that's like super ingrained in my brain is like um the boiler races from binding of isaac 
like that no. sort of stuff. So I'm like, I'm like, I think, I think we're OG in a way. We're OG viewers, not OG str- yeah. streamers, right? We're, so we're but, OG on the platform. We're just not yeah. the original round of creators. We're like, yeah. I, I would call us kind of Gen Two, if, if like we we weren't the original generation, but we were definitely like, like I I remember Early streaming adopters. on Twitch. Well, I, I remember, yeah, I remember streaming on Twitch before the Amazon buyout. I remember the mm. Amazon buyout, and then I suddenly remember everybody's delay going down after the Amazon buyout. Yeah, like it, it, it's funny. Pe- <laughs> people talk about how like Amazon ruined Twitch and stuff like that, but I uh, they made it usable. <laughs> Competition really helped at that point as well. Like Mixer was like the best thing to happen to Twitch ever. Um, I don't know the channel point system we got because of that kind of sucks, but I, I won't disagree with that. It still like, but it it helped with um the delay like they they, mm-hmm. they lowered delay even further because of mixer because people were like yeah. well on mixer it's like two seconds why is it 10 seconds here and that sort of stuff yeah no i mean like it definitely made the tech better but i, I think that there's like parts of it that I, I think twitch took some of the wrong things from mixer I, I, admittedly mm. they didn't go anywhere near as far as mixer which I, I think is kind of the reason it's like the channel point system that we ended up getting just kind of feels scummy i, I don't know I, I i don't really like it like i use it but i it doesn't have enough features to be useful and it has enough features to be frustrating that it's not more useful than it is <laughs> whereas like yeah. mixers take on that whole system was like crazy like you, you could spend some channel points and then have like a literal basketball appear in the chat and then like play a little mini game where you pass a basketball between users like there, there was some really weird stuff in mixer that was a weird platform but it was in like it was it was innovative like like there was innovation there right definitely new trying new things and that sort of stuff i Um, I mean it's kind of a shame that mixer went away actually i i kind of wish that it stuck around but at the same time like nobody used that platform i remember there there was like there was a good week there where the most viewed stream on mixer was uh one of the forza horizon games released with a thing where if you watched a mixer stream while you were playing you would get like double experience or something but <laughs> in order for it to count that stream on mixer the car had to be moving like the engine had to be running so somebody spun up a stream which was just a car driving into a wall up 24 <laughs> 7 like they just like left something on their keyboard or could ever like tape the controller or yeah. something so there was just a car driving in a straight line and like just ramming into the wall and it had like eleven thousand concurrent viewers or something yeah i mean to be fair like mixer mixer was never a platform for people like us um in terms of game choice it mm-hmm. was also yeah. it was always very geared towards competitive pvp yeah. type things but uh, it's very console centric yeah. too i always found yeah yeah because i mean that makes sense though because it was it was um like like uh packaged in with xbox right because there was a there was yeah. a for a time um you could only stream to mixer from xbox like you could not stream to twitch directly which you can now again but mm-hmm. if you wanted to play on xbox and have that gameplay show on twitch you needed like a capture card and that sort of stuff because it's a different era that's yeah true. yeah gosh <laughs> we're, we're taking like a trip down memory lane here <laughs> the, the 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 weird thing about um mixer 2 was it, it, it they didn't pull from any kind of database for their directory they were all handwritten so like if they didn't know a game existed 
you couldn't stream as that directory. You had to go to their demos directory. And I remember somebody in my chat telling me, hey, you should stream Dwarf Fortress on Mixer. And my response was, why? And they were just like, well, it's a smaller platform. And so there's higher potential audience growth. And I was literally like, you know, they don't know that Dwarf Fortress exists, right? And they were like, what? I'm like, literally go to that platform, go to your account and try and sign into that directory because the directory doesn't exist. <laughs> and they tried yeah. and they were like, yeah, you're right. They, they don't know that Dwarf Fortress exists. But I mean, they also didn't know that Roblox exists. So that, you know, that's probably for the best. <laughs> Yeah, no, there was definitely, definitely some interesting things. Yeah, going on with definitely that like limited the ability to, um, the platform itself limited its own potential growth because it, of its lack of flexibility. I think. Yep, that's uh, that's good. That was a tangent. I think we should go to a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the games that we've been uh, playing this week. Sounds good. Back after this. And we're back with episode 53 of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. And FG, uh, you've played a a new game this week, which I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts about because they sent me a bunch of emails. How's Aquatico? I will admit, I did see your thumbnail on YouTube from this morning, (laughs) so I have an idea of what you think of Aquatico. Yeah. So, all right. I played the demo a while back of aquatic home so i already kind of knew what to expect but i thought okay it's a demo it's been several months let's go and see what's what well it hasn't gotten any better but what is aquatico i should probably explain that aquatico is a new underwater city builder so to be to be like frank basically think like surviving mars but underwater looking at this this is reminding me of that other city builder that i'm trying to remember the name of that was like on an alien planet oh you mean um yes i know what you mean um um gosh i definitely own it (laughs) uh avon avon colony colony avon colony yes yes Yes. yeah yeah avon colony yeah this reminds me of avon colony but underwater like, even in the way the roads look and stuff. Yeah, that's a, the Team 17 game, right? By Mothership. Um, yeah, yeah. But so... Yeah, so Even yeah. the logo looks like Avon Quality. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Like, there's definitely there's definite inspiration there. Like, Avon Colony, Surviving Mars. It's um, developed by Digital Reef Games, published by Overseer Games. Um, and, yeah, it's supposed to be a survival city builder underwater. Um, there's a couple of problems. So Overseer Games, um, apparently, as far as I've heard, gave them kind of the 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 backbone of the code for this, like of the of the game games code, because Overseer Games, who published this game, are actually the people who made Patron, which is that Banish-like game that came out a couple of years ago, in 2021. Um, so it's a little bit also based on that, apparently. Because, um, for example, like job allocation, that sort of stuff, and like um, works like in in banish type games where you have the big list, and then you're like, okay, two people there, two people there, two people there. Though in this game, it's also two people there, and then drones there, and that sort of stuff. But basically, and uh, the the most disappointing thing is to me almost that 
this is a game that is not labeled early access on Steam, but it very much is. Does it does it like launch you with a roadmap kind of thing, or does it? They just have a roadmap. No, they have a roadmap on gotcha. their page, but they don't call it early access. Um, so I did not know that. I wasn't aware of that. So I was like, "Yay, cool! A finished game is gonna be like full release." And it's like it just completely falls flat, and it falls flat. It's really hard to to under like it's there is no challenge in the game, and it's slow like i played it and i had it on then this is the fastest speed you can put it on 8x speed yes 8 Be and it's still really slow and the only thing is like so you build up your colony you get some people it's like there's an asteroid impact on earth and you, you know underwater is the only place that's safe and oh, I, you I know that that's a lie <laughs> Yeah, so you you build your colony down there, and you start with just drones, be and you wait until people come and that sort of stuff. And um, you have like um, obviously you have to like generate power. You have to generate oxygen later on for your people, and then there's like sort of production chains where you have to like you have to mine iron, and then you have to turn iron into this, and then turn iron into tools and that sort of stuff. Um, but it's all just buildings that you put down and. Um, you connect everything with just a pipeline. So it's very surviving Mars in that regard. Everything is just one pipeline. Um, and that's that's your O2, that's your power, that's your resources that, you know... It's like they the power lines in any other game. <laughs> yeah, it just flows all of through that. And you just wait for numbers to get bigger. To put down more buildings to make numbers go bigger. And then the way that research works is... So you generate income. You generate income from your inhabitants. But you can also trade and make money that way. And you can also tax your people if you want to. But I never needed to tax my people because, like, just having people, I just made a bajillion money. And um, research is literally just you pay the money and you wait. Oh, God. This game even has, like, that hexagon UI from Surviving Mars. Yes. And huh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, there's so much. It's just so bland and boring. I, and then you... You look, you look at the, also you look at the UI, right? That's also a big problem. You look at the UI and everything is blue. It's there an underwater is, game, FG. It's an underwater yes, game. Of course it's blue. Yes, but so there's a blue filter, but everything is blue. All of your resources at the top are blue. All of the UI is blue. It just looks like, like they forgot to put like colors in for the different UI elements. And they didn't even license Eiffel 65 for the soundtrack. <laughs> no. And um, they have the, you know what, what's also really bad? They have the stupid, remember when you played Surviving Mars and it's like, your pipeline is broken, you're losing O2, etc., etc. go fix your pipeline now. Mm -hmm. They have this in this one too. <laughs> and know, it's not even, it's not even in this one you, where you can actually at least see your little drone go pick up a resource and then drive over there and then like repair the things. You yep. just click a button and it's repaired. It's like, are you still awake? Press this button to make sure you're still awake and not falling asleep. I, I, games like this really make me wonder about like the survival town builder as a genre. Um, because I think that there's like one of two ways that they go. Either they are 
just like this and extraordinarily bland and uninteresting and kind of the same as every single other one ever made. Or they're way too difficult and everybody just gets mad at them. <laughs> and like, I, I'm I'm very torn on what I actually think about this. Because like, I would, is it is it fair to say that like, in the late 90s, we had games like, you know, Zeus and Poseidon and kind of the Impressions games, which were kind of similar to this. Yeah. And then we just so. kind of had Banished out of nowhere. Yeah. And then this genre is just like, okay, it's a bunch of games that are like Banished. But even in my opinion, Banished wasn't a particularly good example of the genre. With mods, it can be quite a special thing. But the vanilla game of Banished it's is just good. you figure out the formula. And once you know the formula, that's the game. <laughs> Banished, um, Banished is a is a wide but very shallow puddle because the game Banished is also unfinished. Banished was never finished; it's just been declared finished. Yeah, the, well, the developer was just like, "I'm not." Literally, I remember seeing the last blog post where he's just like, "I'm not going to finish what I planned. I'm just going to expand the mod tools and retire." <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, okay. I mean, I mean, I would too. <laughs> yeah, Good no, yeah, I don't know. It's just this one in particular. It's just. Uh, weird and then you like so they they have technically like events in the game like you can like so there's events where i just got the same one over and over and over and over again which probably was a bug but i discovered um plastic excreting, excreting snails i think three or four times <laughs> and um you can send out a little scouting submarine to do like events and that sort of stuff but it's just like two lines and then you're like oh you found nothing or you got these resources and then there's shark attacks and you can build towers to defend yourself against shark attacks and the towers like you can because you can upgrade buildings like this is something that it does quite nicely because it doesn't like patron so instead of like just plonking down like say for example a second tool factory you can upgrade the tool factory mm. to be to optimize it to use less resources to be better to use less power and that sort of stuff and there is various upgrades that you can apply which is nice so you don't have to like build like five of the same thing you can just upgrade the one and it's you know nice like that but you have the shark attacks and you have towers to defend you with like guns and they need a lot of power and they have like a radius around it as well. You can make them stronger. You can make the radius bigger. And I literally had my entire colony covered with like three or four towers. And you would think, you know, having like a radius thing, you know, oh, yeah, okay. You know, it's kind of like the, the meteor guns in, in Surviving Mars. If, if, you're, if that area is covered, you're good, right? Yeah, not in this game. You need like so many towers to defend against just two sharks. It's hmm. kind of... Yeah, they just go in and they just go nom 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 because the guns do like twenty damage to them and they must have like two hundred health or something like that. It's, I don't know. <laughs> it's like bottom line, it's just it's not good. It's just bland and boring. And I I stopped it after three hours and switched games because I was that bored. Really makes me wonder how Industries of Titan is doing. Because that's, that's still... got mixed. It's got mixed reviews, mostly positive overall. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, because hmm. that's also still not finished, right? Yep, that's in early access still. Jeez. Yep. Soundtrack bops because it's Danny yeah, B. But I was gonna say, yeah. The soundtrack <laughs> and like the art style are like phenomenal in that game. But like, I don't know. It, it's it's like it's a city builder, but it's FTL, but it's also a tower defense game. <laughs> Always seemed like. A strange combination of things very, for yeah. Industries of Titan. So it's a very ambitious thing. That's that's one that I, I'm I'm curious about for when it leaves early access. I will play it again when it comes out. Same. I I because I played it um, when it came out 
over on Epic in early access. And I was like, okay, eh, yeah. it was buggy and, you know, stuff crashed and that sort of stuff. So I was like, I played it for one stream and I was like, okay, I'll wait. And I'll just wait now and see yep. when it comes out. But yeah, like bottom line on Aquatico, it's don't, don't, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> well, speaking of games that you maybe just shouldn't, but maybe you should. I don't know. Um, I played the first hour and a half of High on Life this morning. And the reason I decided to play it was um, I've just kind of heard from enough places that it's a competent shooter that is more funny than it isn't. And I like a good dumb shooter every now and again. And I've played through some pretty brain dead, not funny shooters that think that they're funny in my life. Um, an example of that would be like Shadow Warrior. I don't think that game's funny at all, but I played <laughs> through all of it. Um, the first one, I didn't play the other two. Mm. Um, you know, like I play the serious Sam games whenever they come out. I wait for them to be about $8 and then I buy them and then I, I play through them and they're bought, they are they have the occasional laughs. I'm like, you know what? I could, I could do a kind of funny shooter and they sent me key for it back when it came out. So it's just been sitting in my Steam library since it, uh, since it was released basically, which was right when Dwarf Fortress was at its high. So I didn't get the opportunity to play it. And when it released initially, it didn't have an FOV slider and the FOV was really tight. Uh, but they've since added that, and it goes all the way up to 190, which I think is a joke. Um, but uh, I was I was playing it at um, like 110 FOV, um, and I made it through kind of like the opening sequence, which is pretty funny. I, I will say, like the very beginning of the game starts off with a fake, like kind of Doom clone game, which is really funny <laughs> because I think I've played that exact game before on itch. Actually, there, there's a there's a game called. Reboot something. Hold on, let, let me see if I can find it. Um, which is also on Steam. Uh, Force Reboot. That's it. There's a game called Force Reboot, which is also uh, yeah, it's on Steam and it's on Itch and it's uh, three bucks. Basically that game, <laughs> like to the point where like I I think it's the same like asset pack. It's kind of wild. <laughs> um, anyway, I. So it starts off in that in that thing, and I went through the whole opening sequence where like your parents are gone for a week, and then aliens land, and your sister's doing coke and all kinds of other silly stuff. Um, the I I think that I think its world as like a Saturday morning cartoon for adults, you know, kind of the <laughs> Justin Roiland like Rick and Morty sensibilities of sci-fi. I think it hits. Like I I, I think I like it. I I, I think it's funny. It's every everything that I've heard is like the worst things that it does is like the jokes go on too long. And I've definitely encountered that a couple of times where like, all right, shut up. I want to move on to the next thing. But like I've just put it on the easiest difficulty and it's yeah, it's been enjoyable. I I'm looking forward to finding new guns because they're all played by different comedians. Um, (laughs) Apparently, there's some pretty good bits throughout and. Yeah, I, I think that'll be a game that I do one mission at a time and finish over the next month, maybe. Um, I'm not going to turn up the difficulty at all. I just want enemies to fall over when I see them, and I just want to listen to the gun shout. <laughs> That's all I really care about. But it's, yeah, high on life. I'm th- One thumbs up. I'm impressed so far. I'll probably drop updates as to how I'm going through that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I've only heard good things, really. And um, it's probably one of those games that I'll pick up when it's like, you know, like, 90% off <laughs> so in yeah. like three years but um no I've, I've only heard good things and apparently there's like there's like movies in the game that you can watch yeah. and sit down and whatnot and yeah you know. there's there's a there's a couple of licensed 
or films in there. So yeah, it's like entire movies. And apparently there's a point where you can just like summon in a movie theater and just like watch them, which mm. I'm also kind of curious about. Like, I, I feel like it would, it would be a really good game to like sit down with, with like a friend or two on a sofa and just pass the controller back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that, Cause that it's, sounds it's like almost, it's, it's almost like watching a movie. Like it's very clear that it's, it's a game that's made by uh, people with connections in Hollywood. Right. Like it, mm. it feels like they're trying to make a game that has a comedic narrative like a movie or a TV show throughout. Um and 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 like I said, generally the bits from what I've seen so far hit harder than they miss. And there's definitely been a couple points where I'm like, oh you, you're funny. Okay, I get it. <laughs> um, you make me laugh. God damn it. <laughs> but I haven't I haven't had any like hysterical like laugh out loud moments yet, but it's I've at the bits I've played, I've just kind of had a dumb smile on my face, so which is, I guess, kind of what you need for a game like that. It's really hard to make games funny. Uh, there's very, few, I, I think, like maybe Portal and like Jazz Punk are like the only examples in my mind of like games that I've genuinely found funny. So mm. it's hard to make a funny game, and well, I, I guess like with the exception of like Gary's Mod and like Physics Breaking, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if that's intentional comedy or just accidental comedy. Um, but uh, yeah. High on life. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, you got Viscera cleanup detail on here. Why? Why are you playing that? Who hurt you? <laughs> so, so, okay. There, there's a little bit of a backstory to this. So, last month, I actually made a second Twitch account to just play goofy games on whenever I wanted to. And I do co-working over there. So that's twitch.tv slash live in otter space. And live as an L-I-V-E, not live. So L-I-V-E in otter space. Live in otter space. Yep. And um, I wanted something chill to play. And I wanted to clean something. Like, I just wanted to play like a simulator. Silly, you know, something like that. And... I, I had finished Fresh Start Cleaning Sim. I'd finished Train Station Renovation. <laughs> I'd finished Power Wash Sim. So I was just like, I was just thinking, I was like, huh, Viscera Cleanup Detail was always fun. And then I went back to it and there were actually, like, since the last time I played, there's been like five or six maps added since then that I hadn't played. So I've just been slowly playing through those uh, maps and I've like grabbed Lex and we've just done like co-op stuff over there. And it's just, it's, uh, it's just fun. It's just dumb fun. Um, for some reason, just virtual cleaning is fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I remember having a visceral hatred for that game when I played it because when that <laughs> game came out, I was still working night shift at McDonald's cleaning. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is my job, but less fun. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, it's obviously when, it, when like, if the cleaning thing is your, your job, then this is probably not like fun. But yeah. it's like, it's like one of those games um, that's fun when you're like in a group and the physics start freaking out and, and that sort of stuff. And yeah, I, I, I can kind of see the appeal. It's just very much not for me, which is why they uh, like who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no i totally get it i totally get it and to be fair like it's yeah it's 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 an old game at this point it's it, i mean it came out in 2015 but it was an yeah. early access before that and um it like it's so funny it runs in like um unreal engine 3 
<laughs> so like the physics get really wonky and like if you're hosting it if because because the way it is so it's a cleanup game and there's basically the premise is um it's a sci-fi world uh the aliens attacked this location, basically. There's also other things, but the energy premises, aliens attack, the Marines go in, kill all the aliens, and they just leave. And then you have to clean up the, the aftermath of that. So there's like blood and body parts and corpses and just, just a general mess. And blood is actually a, a physical object in the game. So a, a footprint or like a blood spatter is a physical object. And if you step into blood, you get bloody shoes. And then if you keep walking, you generate new blood on the floor, like new footprints. And um, you can overload basically your, your server slash computer. Like you can make so many items that it just goes like, well, sorry, like we've reach, reached the limit. Physics are going to be wonky now. <laughs> and we're just not going to add anything more. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's it's really it was really funny but no it was just good to go back and like do some new maps some of them are not my i'm not a fan of there's one that's like really really dark so that wasn't great but it's i don't know it's a it's a fun trip down memory lane because i actually streamed this a lot when it came out so like back in the day in like 2015 ah so it's like going well. back in time then yeah and funnily enough i didn't realize that and un until somebody came in and started talking like a new person and um they were like yeah, did you know? They actually recently posted. They're still working on and uh, porting this to like uh, making a new version in, in Unreal Engine Four. And I'm like, what? And uh, yeah, they're making they're making a new version of the game in well Unreal Four, <laughs> not five, but yeah. So it's probably they've been working on it for so long that yeah. four turned into five. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, they're working on it, and they're apparently working on a second game. So that studio is not dead. And to be fair, apparently the last map, which was a DLC map, arguably, but it was like a, it's like James Bond themed, like you're cleaning up the evil, the evil dude's lair. Um, it was only added in 2018, so it's not been like. I mean, I it's mean, a 2015 game. It's only yeah. what eight years ago, and they've put out a couple DLCs and like. Yeah, honestly, like if if you have a game that sells as well as a game like this for cleanup detail, you don't need to be in a rush to put out another game. You can take no. two years off and go chill. <laughs> you know, like that game yeah. sold really well. Um, they I'm have sure thirteen thousand Steam reviews. Yeah, yeah, you know, they they they've sold a couple hundred thousand copies for sure. This was also one of those um, games I remember like distinctly blowing up on. Uh on Twitch as well, where everybody was suddenly playing it and, like, playing it in groups and that sort of stuff. I remember, like, watching um, Giant Waffle and people play this. This really is, like, that. Back in my day! Yeah, it is, though! <laughs> though, though, I think, I think one of my earliest Twitch memories is still, and this is, I mean, this is, like, a tangent, but, we, we, you know, it's just us. We can go off on tangents, right? Yeah. Um, one of my earliest Twitch memories is um, getting, like, super excited and uh on a I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on a saturday so it wasn't waking up early because you know waiting for americans to get up but i remember distinctly get, being like super excited and being super hyped for day nine and it me jp uh playing sim city 2013 together like oh, it was no. coming out they were gonna be like we're gonna do multiplayer it's gonna be awesome new sim city and then we got Whoa. sim city 2013 <laughs> My my first like stream oh. thing that I was super excited for was in two thousand and nine. 
and it was on Ustream. Mm. And it was Gassy Mexican, I think. Uh, C-Nanners, and I can't remember who the third person was. But I was watching a lot of C-Nanners videos at the time on YouTube. And they were like, yeah, this new co-op shooter, Borderlands, is coming out. We're all going to stream it together. And mm. I remember that being a real big thing. And I remember tuning into that and only being able to watch it 160p because my internet was so bad. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so I, I got to watch all like 48 pixels of that. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, like Borderlands isn't great for the bit rate either. No, um, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, to that, be that, fair. That was the first stream I remember watching. Well, that was that was the first, like one of my biggest Twitch memories. The first like streaming streaming um, things was actually um, uh, Pat the NES Punks. Uh, oh boy, really? NES marathons on Ustream for Speaking charity. Of Pat, did did you hear that his uh, podcast is like not no more, but is no longer going to be on a regular schedule? Really? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, as that's of a bummer. As of episode three fifty, they're going from weekly to when there's reason to have an episode, whatever that means. Hmm. Fair enough. Which is interesting. That is a tangent. <laughs> That is a tangent, yeah, but like, yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's connected. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, all of you people that used to uh, listen to the completely unnecessary podcast, uh, please go and listen now to the House and Frequency podcast. Tell yeah, your sure friends. We have, a, we, we, we have a we have a lot of crossover with like in television and Miko drama and oh, God. Uh, retro yeah. gaming and game collecting. Definitely, lots of audience crossover there. Although I did have so I I did call it to the. Uh, completely unnecessary podcast once or really? twice now um but like i don't say who i am i just call in and like say something like usually it's like random mcdonald's factoids and things and then somebody pop into <laughs> my chat and go did you call into the cu podcast i was like wow <laughs> I like, heard your voice and like a radar went off in my brain and i've been trying to figure out who that was for a bit I'm like dang yeah, it's probably me <laughs> which wow. is kind of funny yeah. Sometimes the world is like so tiny. One of like one recently, one of my viewers um, mm -hmm. met Kiri at a birthday party. Like Whoa. they were just they just went to a mutual <laughs> friend's birthday party. <laughs> it's like, wow! It's like sometimes the world is just tiny. <laughs> I, I mean, I was gonna throw it like, do, do you know who Nextlander is? No, there are a bunch of ex giant bomb guys. Mm. And they they have a tier on their Patreon, which I think is like $120 a month or something. It's quite expensive. Um, but it's their Mysterious Benefactor tier. And they read off all the names for the Mysterious Benefactors every month. And one of them is It Me, JP. <laughs> <laughs> It's always just, it's always like, one of the, it's like the first few is like, starts reading off these names. And there's like, actually like a few famous people in there. And then it's just like, It Me, JP. Every single time. I'm like, <laughs> all of these like, first name, last name, first name, last name, first name, last name, It Me, JP. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, tangents. Tangents. Should I talk I about Dwarf Fortress or should we just go to news? Uh, no. No, I do know. Do, 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 do dwarves? Yeah, um, sure. Interesting thing that happened recently for me with dwarves is I got to speak with Putnam, uh, who is the, uh, I guess, new programmer at Bay 12. Uh, she's doing 30 hours a week as a independent contractor working for Bay 12 games, um, helping debug code and add things um which which is very interesting i i think like from the outside there is um some criticism from people who hadn't played the game for a very long time or maybe weren't familiar with who putnam is um but credentials wise she's probably the 
easily the best hmm how do I word this? E easily the best uh, candidate for somebody to be working on Dwarf Fortress who isn't, um, you know, Zach or Tarn themselves. Mm. Um, purely because of just her experience, like reverse engineering the game and um, modding the game and messing with the game and poking the game. And I, it was it was a lovely conversation. And so that, that was kind of like the real highlight of like my week um, when it comes to Dwarf Fortress things. But aside from that, uh, still finding weird crashes in the current version. Um, <laughs> there's, it's not the most stable release of Dwarf Fortress I've ever played, um, mm. and I, I think like from my perspective as, as somebody who just plays the game a lot and like knows what it's been like in various different eras and knows what the game feels like when it's unstable and knows what it feels like when it's stable. I've started getting some questions from people in chat and in YouTube comments, and maybe you can weigh in as to how I should react to these. But it's just people keep asking, should the community expect more from Zack and Tarn? Should we expect them to hire up more? Or should we just expect them to continue doing what they do? I'm very much on the side of, this is their game. Yes, they've sold it now, but I think that people who buy a game like Dwarf Fortress should know what they're buying and know that they're buying a boutique art project, not the most logical commercial product. Yeah, agreed. It's their project. They can do whatever the heck they want. <laughs> like. Yeah. If they if they like if they want to be two people and work on work with it on two people, um, and that's it for the rest of their lives, that's fine. But they've already hired somebody else now, so I don't know. Like I, they can do whatever they want. It's their product. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Yeah. In the well, end, that's, like that's kind yeah. of that's kind of my take. And like the person that they hired, Putnam, like one of the first things she said in the interview that I had with her was just, "This is this is their game." And they shouldn't cave to pressure of backseat game design, basically. Um, yeah, at the exactly. Beginning. And there, there is some pretty loud people disagreeing about that. Um, like Dwarf Fortress specific, and I, I, I don't know if you've watched my interview, but there's a quote that I put at the very beginning, which is, it's very hard to get mad at people who are wrong about things with Dwarf Fortress because the game makes it <laughs> extremely difficult to be right. Mm-hmm intentionally so because the game making it difficult to be right is what makes your imagination go wild which is why so much information in dwarf fortress is hidden and why management in some cases is intentionally obtuse because it makes your mind go wild when something weird happens mm. i mean there's probably a there's probably a um a really hard to hit sweet spot sweet spot um that that it encompasses like that element of discovery and like like imagination and user friendliness because you know that that's that's like the biggest problem right like there's some stuff where it's like really it's it's really hard to find especially for somebody to come to like who's new to it and then like finding solutions to it that necess that necessarily that could be made easier in a way. So it's it's I I don't envy Putnam and uh you know Zach and Torian like having to like design that because <laughs> I'm sure there's like twenty different people yelling like if if there were twenty people like if if you know the whole number of dwarf fortress player were twenty people twenty people would shout different things at them right so it's like like yeah I don't envy them that and I don't I don't really have a solution to that but um I think. It's it's their project, so they can do whatever the heck they want. Yeah, in the end. 
Yeah. Like I think my my biggest my biggest gripe still is as like a newcomer, like trying to like get through the justice system. <laughs> The management of the justice system. I understand the justice system, but the management of the justice system. <laughs> uh, but then I already found a way that helps me do it because if you, instead of replacing the first name with a nickname, um, make it be inserted in the middle, that changes how the name appears in certain uh, instances in the UI and game. Yeah, so that, that helped. <laughs> For example, it's just creative things, right? <laughs> it's a, I mean, it, it's a weird beast, and it's a weird beast that's not for everybody. And definitely, yeah. Uh, you know, we talked earlier at the beginning of this podcast about how my audience has grown a lot, and I think like I'm also still, I'm, I'm, I, I went from literally reading and responding to every single comment to there, my comments move as fast as a Twitch chat sometimes. Mm. on youtube like i will refresh and there will be eight more um and when you get to that level of um, um interaction i it it just kind of stops having meaning after a while yeah yeah or it and makes it hard to like make it a conversation yeah and it, it becomes very easy for people to just get angry and then someone will say something and then you'll see five other people just like dogpile them with anger for no reason. Or um, mm. one person will make a comment and then immediately it's just like accusations back. It's like arguments happen where they never happened before. Um, which kind of sucks to a degree, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think that Dwarf Fortress is in a really good place right now, just as a video game playability-wise, at least in the premium version. I think the classic version needs some work. Um, it certainly isn't without its share of issues. I mean, it's it's always had issues, and I think Dwarf Fortress always will have issues. But, you know, it's it's not too dissimilar to, like, going back and playing any game from 2006. You know, if you play a game that yeah. was designed in 2006, even if it's, it's like modded or uh, remastered, remastered to be playable on modern OSs or whatever, um, it's still going to have design decisions that you're going to look at and you're going to be like, what? <laughs> because it's not a modern game. And I think Dwarf Fortress just kind of will always have that problem. Absolutely, it yeah. It's mean, not it's, a it's... modern game. No. And it's also, it does also a lot of things. Like it's kind of does its own thing as well in certain um aspects mm -hmm. that no other game does like it but that's like also what makes it so um you know special yeah well i i don't really have too much more to say about dwarves because it's just kind of the me just talking about like little random stories which i think i've done <laughs> a lot on this show um so unless you have anything to say about dwarves i think maybe we should go to news no i i need a i need to make a new fort and i need to learn that's my mm -hmm. that's my goal uh, for when there's downtime again in terms of new games to make just an Otterman fort. Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you might need to mod your game to do that right now, but. Uh... Yeah, I think so. I think so. But hopefully I can figure out how to do it because I think that would be very uh, on brand and very hilarious. If you go into the modding section of the Kitfox Discord, you might be able to get somebody to help you make that happen. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. So yeah, that's 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 my goal with dwarfs because I think my current fort is in a good spot. I learned a lot of things, and now it's time for a new adventure. There was a um, 
post on the subreddit of somebody who had an actual full-on, fully-fledged Batmen faction that showed up <laughs> on the overworld, and he's just like, um, <laughs> this doesn't Great. seem normal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Though I think there's one one more thing, because I haven't even done it yet. I might just do it as a YouTube video, because I want to... Because I've had, like, two long-running thoughts in that world now, so I want to just generate a thousand year history and see what happens just look at legends oh like just make a like separate world no no or... in the world where i have the two forts now so, oh, so you go just another move history yeah so and there's then... no way to restart world gen so you'd have to like oh, really? place forts yep there's currently no way to restart world gen um which is a bit of a shame it's it's easier to do with adventurers because each adventure you make moves oh, time yeah, forward by a month Mm. Um, so you could just like place random adventurers and let them die in a corner, which has very little effect on the world. But making forts has a pretty big effect on the world, um, mm, yeah. which is our only way of moving time forward right now. Oh, true. Good point. Yeah, because you could edit it at the start. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just go and read up legends on how it is now, or maybe I mean, I'll just let my fort run. I could just block off the caverns and just let the fort run in the background for like forever. Yeah, if you could do that. Um, or like, a, or just place a fort or two. That'll be enough for some stuff to happen. I mean, in yep, two lovely. weeks, somehow my king managed to uh, invade three different locations and then go to war and get murdered in one of those locations. And then the goblins moved in with armies of about 2,000 to each of those locations and captured them all back and killed like 150 dwarves. And then a new king uh, got, or the, the queen then died and then a new king uh, took the the throne and then went and moved into a goblin fort and just from what I could tell was gambling. Um, and then we <laughs> we assumed that he was captured, so I sent an army to that goblin location to like try and get the king to come back or whatever, like free them. And like the first line in the combat log was that one of my dwarves killed the king. I was like, well, okay, I guess he was a traitor. <laughs> so uh, then we inherited the queen again with a different queen. Nice. Sounds so, good. <laughs> luck, a lot can happen in two weeks in Dwarf Fort when you retire a fort. Oh, yeah. I mean, I retired my first fort in that world, which was like under heavy siege and at war with like the 20 human settlements around it. And like half of the fort, the, the, the dwarves who survived the siege, like emigrated to my no new fort. But I checked on it and it's up to like 600 pop and still happily warring all the humans around it. So, wow. Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> I wonder if it's the necromancer, because the necromancer stayed behind. So maybe the necromancer has just turned everybody into intelligent undead. Maybe. It's just like full of like zombie forgotten beasts or something. Or that, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing scarier than a zombie hydra and the heads keep growing back. Oh, God. Because the heads grow back and then the heads fall off because you decapitate the heads and then there's undead heads, plus then the heads grow more heads. Oh, God, that sounds yeah. terrifying. <laughs> well, I hope you all sleep well tonight. <laughs> uh, zombie hydras under my bed. All right, uh, let's go to a real quick break, and then when we come back, I think we're going to talk about news. Mm -hmm. And we're back with episode 53 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. And so for news this week, because we're recording really close to the last episode, not a lot has happened except for some weird things in the world of Lost Ark that I don't really know about anyway. So we're skipping that article and jumping straight to this lovely write-up on GameSpot.com, uh, which is a full list of games that are coming out this year. 
so far, um, including some strange things, like apparently uh, Age of Empires 2 is coming out on the Xbox? But, oh, okay. I don't know how you're going to play that, but good luck. Um, so yeah. I think what we're going to kind of do is we're just going to scroll down this list starting in January and just like pick out things that we think are interesting. So is there anything here in January that jumps out to you immediately, FG? So most of these, a lot of these games are obviously AAA stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to be hyped for the Dead Space remake. I'm, I'm not, curious personally. about that. I, I see. Here's the thing. I was excited for the Callisto Protocol, and then it came mm. out, and then I saw the reviews, and then I watched gameplay. And I was like, "Oh, okay, this actually isn't what I want. I actually just want Dead Space again because mm. I am actually a really big fan of the original Dead Space. I think the original Dead Space is one of my favorite sci-fi horror games ever made. Um, I didn't really like the rest of that series, but that first one was really, really good. But I also like. I'm just. I. I. I have a personal block against EA games. I won't stream anything EA. So. I mean, that would be something I would wait for a sale on and play in like a year when it's eight bucks um, mm. or 30 bucks or whatever. But I'm I'm not going to play it at that full price. I'm just curious to see how they do because like it is actually like a ground up remake and like they've remade large chunks of the station. Um, so it's quite a heavy overwork. And so I'm, I'm curious to see what how how it does. And yeah, yeah. What people think it's, of it. It, it's not going to be a game for me, but I think that's probably like probably one of the most hyped games for um people this um this month probably um the game that i would probably be most excited about or that i'm that i'm curious about is um season a letter to the future so i have to preface this with i've already played the demo for this they Oh, the demo they it's the lady with yeah. the big glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the demo I've played wasn't very good because it was more of a technical gameplay demo rather than like immersing you into the world and the story, which is kind of like the meat of the game. So I hope the game itself is good. So basically what Season Letter to the Future is, it's it's like an earth like world, but I don't think it's quite earth um it is I don't think it's ever like specified all that much and something is gonna destroy the world and for some reason we go out on a bicycle and record memories so you record memories you meet people you take pictures like it's got like that sort of exploration adventure but like doing it in a special way with photography and talking to people so i'm i'm curious about this one i i hope it shines more than the technical demo that i played um, but I'm curious about it. Like it, it's, it's a cool premise. It's a cool premise. And I, I really hope that it can deliver ultimately. The we'll same see. day, uh, like I mentioned a minute ago, age of empires two definitive edition is releasing on Xbox series X and S and Xbox one. Um, I'm really sure. curious to know how that would play on a controller, but the actual reason I'm bringing this up is I want to link this in the uh, podcast room FG for you to have a peek at. Um, this is a link to the official Age of Empires merchandise store on the Xbox website. And I found this the other day. Um, oh my god, I love it. And I want it now. So there's what? Th th Number one, there's like eight pages of merchandise for Age of Empires. And it's all really, really good. But they have an ugly Christmas sweater for Age of Empires that says Age of Empires on the back. and has a catapult on the front. Um, it has a catapult and people and wood and all of that yep, sort of it stuff. Has, it has like the meat logo, the wood logo, the gold logo. <laughs> Um, oh my yeah, so God. The, the Age of Empires merchandise store is really good. Like, um, 
take a look at this ceramic stein. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, I cut. Yes, sure, I do. Yeah. I do in fact want that. What, what about this incredibly swole worker mug? <laughs> <laughs> I also love the description for the sweater. Every villager can celebrate this holiday season with the Age of Empires holiday sweater. Gather your resources to contribute to the decorations and feast. Arm the trebuchets with gifts. This will surely be a celebration for the age. <laughs> like, they, they have a wool shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> but, like... They they also have like the the, the I, I don't know I'm just I'm I'm way too into this merchandise store that like Microsoft has for some of the like like I never expected yeah. there to be Age of Empires merchandise but apparently that exists anyway sorry for throwing this off yeah. um, no tangents next... it's it's a topic today yes, it's tangents that, that is the episode title is tangents oh my right? god it has a capybara mug oh my sorry I don't know why <laughs> it has a red of capybara Age of Empires mug <laughs> I don't I just really want the swole villager pint glass. <laughs> Yeah, that one's great. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to throw this out because I'm curious to see how it comes out. Um, that Hogwarts Legacy, uh, February 10th. Yeah, I'm not touching it. I'm nope. not touching that with an 18-foot pole, but I am extraordinarily curious to see how it does. I'm yeah, curious to see if the game side of it is any good. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Because it's like will... the most pre-ordered game in the last five years or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I can under I can I can understand because I I can understand that a lot of people are really excited to be because it's the first like actual nice looking three D Harry Potter game that people are getting their hands on ever, right? Because like I mean, when Harry when, I mean, there, it there, is. Was, there were those early PC ones like a couple decades ago, but yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like that's what I mean. This one looks good, right? Those ones were I'm pretty not good. They were they were good for their time. Yeah, for the time, but like you know, it's they've yeah, it's they've they haven't anyways. aged particularly well. <laughs> no, no. So I I can totally understand people being hyped about it, but um, I no, I will not touch it. Nope. Mm -mm. I think the next one nope. on the list for me is Atomic Heart. How about you? Again, I'm just curious to see how the game comes out. Yep, same. Um, actually, uh, at the start of February, Deliver Us Mars. Oh yeah, that 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 looked familiar, but I couldn't remember if I if it was worth bringing up. Yeah, it's the it's the sequel to Deliver Us the Moon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I think that one's gonna be good. Um, it looked really good when I saw the trailer because they they did a trailer at I think last E three games the gay oh I don't know game whatever there was a trailer during this you know summer trailer season and it looks really interesting and cool and yeah I don't know and um, I mean Deliver Us the Moon was fantastic so I. I bet this one will be as well. Yep. I'm Next assuming. thing on here that I see is Blood Bowl 3. Not my type of game at all, but like I'm sure it'll Blood do well. Bowl. I like watching hmm? Blood Bowl. I don't hmm. like playing Blood Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I I assume a lot of people are going to be hyped for it. Company of Heroes maybe? or Sons of the Forest, maybe? Company of Heroes is not really it's not my type of RTS really, but gotcha. Yeah, Company of um, Heroes is a game I'm interested in as a off stream game purely because mm -hmm. it's Company of Heroes, but they added a pause button for the single player, and Ooh, also okay. it has the Total War like overworld map, which seems yeah. like sounds like a lot of fun actually for like a like a World War Two game. 
Mm. I mean, if so, pause button. I do like that. Like that. That makes it. That make, that it really makes it more attractive. Like I, I have no interest <laughs> in the multiplayer side of things. Like yeah, the multiplayer mm. for that game will be brutally difficult, and any normal human being will just get obliterated. But like, I'm curious about the like single player side of it mm. because I yeah. do like the total war like campaign map style of RTS. Yep. And I think it can yep. fit that game quite well. Same day releases uh, Sons of the Forest. I mean, they never finished the first one, so. Didn't they not? I thought they did. No, well, they they did, but like the end of that game is uh, uh, okay. slapdash and not very good. I've, I see I've never played the forest. I've watched some people play it here and there, but I've never played it myself. And I've not really had the desire either. Really, play it. Kind of seems like through? a your kind of game. I don't know why. Run around, punch trees, build a base, defend against scary thing. Yeah, yeah, it it would. You would think so, right? But hmm, no. Hmm. Well, uh, here's an actual question: Do you think Kerbal Space Program Two is going to release on February twenty fourth? Oh, I really want it to. <laughs> I want it to not be bad. That too. I really want it to, and I want it to be good and fun and actually like have those multiplayer things that they talked about where you go out and you harvest the resources and bring them back and work together to do things i mean they're still talking about it and so it should come out theoretically yeah i mean yeah, they, they, there's been an update. There was just a post like on the on the 11th. There was a developer insights posted on the December 16th. So it seems like um, like development is plotting on. Will it actually? I will believe that it comes out on February 20, 24th when it's February 24th and I have it in my Steam library. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I'm not going to play it, but that's that's one I want to see do well because I've got friends that stream a lot of Kerbal. Um, mm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll enjoy it, but I want that game to do well for some reason. Same. It's it's like yeah. it's kind of like wanting Dwarf Fortress to do well. I think. Mm. Um, yeah. The next one I see on here is Scars Above, and I've been sitting here going like, why do I remember that? And then I clicked on it, and it's like, oh, it's a Prime Matter game. It's probably in that oh. thing. Yeah, I, I think it was that, that really strange-looking third-person sci-fi shooter thing that had the demo that went on way too long. Yeah, yeah, that looks interesting. But stuff looked really bullet-spongy in it. So It looked interesting, but that demo looked very unfinished. I haven't seen it since, so... Yeah, same. It's 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 a wait and see, I think. Also, Speaking also twenty fourth February. Um, I know a lot of people are gonna be hyped for that. I still haven't played the first one because I've been waiting for it to go on like a higher discount, and it never does. Octopath Traveler two. Right. Yeah, that sequel came out or is coming out. It's coming out. Yeah, and I think a lot of turn based tactics people are gonna be like super hyped for that because. Uh, Octopath Traveler was actually really good, and now they're like it's coming out on PC and Switch and everything, remember, all at the same um, time. I think it was uh, what Project Triangle Strategy or whatever didn't really mm. set the world on fire. But uh, yeah, that first Octopath Traveler, aside from like some gripes about the story that some people had, seemed t to be well liked enough, at least for the combat system. Yeah, we'll see. I suppose. 
Speaking of games that aren't actually going to release, do you think the day before is going to actually release on March 1st? Yeah, see, I, I I looked at that game and I was like, oh, wait, wait, that, that sounds familiar. What is this? Oh, yeah, it's that it's that open world zombie survival multiplayer game that like apparently maybe fired their exist? entire studio. <laughs> yeah. And from what I can tell, like all of the assets in it are like bought off of the Unreal Asset Store. Yeah. yeah I, somehow it's the most wishlisted game on Steam. So. Yeah, and they, the, the thing is, like, you have that, but then they also don't have a great track record, right? Because they, 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 in, like in 20... It was, it's the Prop Night slash Wild 8 people. Yeah, yeah. And they abandoned kind of the Wild 8 to make Prop Night, and then they abandoned Prop Night to make the day before. Is that how that went? <laughs> yeah, and neither are really finished. Like, Prop Night is sitting at, like, 68,000, uh, 68% uh, positive reviews. So mixed, it's decidedly mixed with like 12,000 reviews. So. Good luck. <laughs> we'll yeah. 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 Also, this is something I'm hyped for as a me game Last of Us PC. Are you actually going to play that? Yes, for me personally, yes. Cause, cause I've been wanting to play that for like forever, but me shooting with a controller, <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for it to come to PC, but that's gonna be totally a me game, and I'm just gonna chill with it. Probably like put it on like a, you know, low difficulty, just play through it, enjoy the story, cause the story is great. Gotcha. And um, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, are 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 you at all interested in Star Wars Jedi Survivor? <laughs> Um, the the um uh the, the, what what was the other one called? Star uh, Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order, yeah. No, Fallen Order was great. I I like, swear they just have like a Star Wars game name generator that they just hit a button yeah. and get the first result. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> it was it was like a real video game. It was really good. It, like I, it was a Souls ish combat Star Wars game. Yeah. No, Welcome I liked Mark? it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like it has a bit I liked it. I um friend of mine I got will... partnered doing no hit runs in that game. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. No, I will probably play it. Uh it's probably gonna be also an off stream game for me. Or maybe alternate channel because, you know, I don't care about Live numbers on that channel. Space. So I Yeah, exactly. So I can just play like stuff like this and just chill. The only problem is <laughs> that I have in this game, it is recommended to play with controller. And you have to, because it's a Souls-like, right? So you need to dodge and that sort of stuff. And you need to aim, like when you hit, when you repel the um, the blaster shots, you have to like sort of aim. <laughs> and I just can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm just too bad. <laughs> I'm really excited about Storyteller. March twenty third. Which one, Storyteller? That's Tell the me one that it. has. It's the Annapurna game that has the that Kiri was super hyped about after the demo fest, uh, where you have all the different like panels uh, and you have to like build the story based on the pieces you have in the panels. It's like half puzzle uh, yeah, game, that one. half like weird generative story machine thing, but you have to get to the right outcome. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that is a very creative game. Yeah, it's it's also been in development for like twelve years or something. Uh, it's it's made by one person. Apparently. Yeah. yeah, apparently they they have other jobs in the industry and it's just been a passion project and they haven't worked on it full time oh. until recently. Yeah. 
That's cool. Um, this one I'm curious about, not because I think it's going to be good, but because it's a weird one. I'm curious about Crime Boss Rock A City. Okay. Because Why? It, Tell it, me. It looks like a crappy Grand Theft Auto-ish game. It's published by 505. And mm. it's called Crime Boss. We made it until the year 2023 before somebody made a game called Crime Boss. <laughs> and like I've looked this up this is literally the first game that like exi- like nobody's made a game called Crime Boss and it, it really it, it looks like like looking at footage and trailers of it like the initial announcement trailer was very like a non-trailer but they've got some more trailers out now it very much looks like you know the era of video games where the first Saints Row games came out and it's like everybody's just trying to make Grand Theft Auto but they all just kind of suck yeah it looks yeah. like that era of video games so like for kind of it's, it's it's just like a historical curiosity for me at this point. Yeah, it definitely looks like that. Definitely. Also, is this like a an Epic Store exclusive? It looks like it's Epic Store exclusive. Wouldn't surprise me, actually. Yeah, and apparently, uh, you could already pre-order it for forty percent off during the winter sale. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So yeah, I think you might be right with your assessment there. <laughs> Well, like at the same time, I think more people should be making open world crime games because they're they're a fun subgenre of game. You know, just there's there's something fun about just like running up to a car and punching a dude out and taking the car and driving away and then I don't know driving over a hooker. It's like it's it's like a type of video game that is like just Grand Theft Auto and nobody else makes those games anymore. I guess mm. like Saints Row kind of does, but not really. And that newest Saints Row came and went. Yeah, that that very much uh, came and went. Also, um, I know I'm like jumping ahead, but like talking about games that never come out, uh, April, Dead Island 2. I was just staring at that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, it was kind of between that or like, I, like do I actually mention like the, the like um, Mega Man Battle Network collection thing? But uh, yeah, Dead Island 2, that, that game's had what, like four studios on it now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's had like four studios. Do you remember when they made a, a Dead Island MOBA? Yes. Yeah, I do. Because yeah. I yeah. somebody gifted me a beta key for that on Steam okay. after the beta was over. And so it's bugged in my Steam library and I can't delete it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so Great. I, 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 I am in the beta for that game and I cannot remove it from my Steam library because Steam thinks it doesn't exist. So, that's great that's great fantastic yeah i think um, i think dead island 2 for me will always be the game with like that had like one of my favorite video game trailers ever but the game itself i'm, I'm not super duper excited I mean, like i don't mm, for me been, they already made dead island 2 it's it, it it's the the parkour one which i'm suddenly blind the, what's the Techland zombie game now oh, dying, light. Dying, dying light light yeah they made they made Di- dead island 2 it's dying light the first one yeah yeah like that, and that then is they ruined, the logical sequel. And then they ruined it with Dying Light 2, but I mean, that's 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 another that's, tangent. That's just typical but. video games. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of t- typical video games uh, that I won't play, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, May 12th. Yeah, I, I still haven't played Breath of the Wild. I'm not really like into the modern Zelda games, I think. I like 2D Zelda. I don't like yeah. 3D Zelda. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm curious to see what people think about this one. Yeah. I mean, I think I think if it's just more Breath of the Wild-ish type stuff without the stupid, like, weapon durability that Breath of the Wild had, where, like, your weapon would break, like, after, like, five hits, basically. Not quite, but, like, exaggerating. Um, 
if if it can do away with that, I think people will enjoy it. Pretty much. I think so. Yeah. yeah well, it's it's Zelda. I, 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 I'm I really, really hope that they just like pull a fast one and basically do what they what they did with uh, Majora's Mask and just make a completely different video game. I, that would be great. I, I really hope they do something weird with it. So I'm I'm mm. looking forward to streams of it. I should put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think I got a last one on here because I'm not going to go through this long list of games that don't actually have a release date. But uh, Diablo, June sixth. I'm not hyped for it. I don't. I don't get. I don't. I'm not an ARPG person. I just, ne- neither am I. But again, like as somebody who's obsessed with this industry, that's one that I'm fascinated mm. to see how it. Does. Yeah. Because yeah. Pe- it gonna... it's, it's it's hilarious how quickly people forget about how horrible studios are when a game they like comes out. Mm-hmm. But if that game is bad. Like yeah, I'm I'm ex- <laughs> I'm 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 interested to see how the monetization strategy is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I've heard a lot of like a lot of rumblings about microtransactions and things. Yeah, like that that so, thing's gonna mm. launch with a battle pass, right? Probably. Like, I don't know. No I way it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Definitely. It's gonna have good intro movies probably that I'll watch on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it usually does, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Good voice acting, good music, probably. Yeah. But I think that's, that's pretty, pretty much the end of the list. Uh, also, Street Fighter Six is coming out on June 2nd, which apparently is very good. I've heard... I have heard good things, about, things about, about that, yeah. Yeah. From people that talk about it. We yeah. totally skipped the Suicide Squad Justice League game, kill the Justice League game, but that's probably for the best. But <laughs> Also, also we also skipped over Final Fantasy Sixteen, but... Nah, <laughs> Nobody yeah. cares about that old washed-up franchise. Uh, uh, however, on the topic of washed-up franchises, I kind of do want to buy these Age of Empires-like deck of cards. Should I spend $20 <laughs> on a deck of cards with Age of Empires characters on them? Like, it's no. literally the 25 years of Age of Empires playing card pack. You should You should get the... I, I think you should get the glass or the mug with the swole villager instead. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one is hilarious, and I love it. It really, really, really is. It really, really is. Yeah. Uh, God damn. Well, this has been a very strange, like, duo podcast of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. But FG, it's been fun. It's been, I, I had a great time, actually. I mean, we managed to fill, like, 90 minutes. It was just tangents. I love it. Pretty much. It's an yeah, episode of tangents. Yeah. Um, I, think, so, uh, I think it was good. <laughs> I, I think we should do the part where we tell people where they can find us on the internet if they didn't know already. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, you can find me as FG Squared, but pretty much everywhere except on Twitter. There's a sneaky underscore between the FG and the Squared. And then obviously, as I said multiple times already in this episode, I have a second Twitch channel, Live in Auto Space. That's live with a V, not live with an F. And I do random things over there. So come for random stuff. And uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at BlindIRL on basically any platform. Uh, and if you want to follow me on social media, I recommend my Mastodon, which can be found at BlindIRL at M-A-S dot T-O. And uh, if you want to find more episodes of this podcast, it's available anywhere organic podcasts are harvested. And uh, if it disappears from somewhere or something seems wrong, just reach out and we'll fix it. And uh, if you want to find more episodes of this podcast, the easiest place to do that, though, is on the website, thehalcyonefrequency.com, which also has links to our YouTube channel and the Discord and everything else. On the Discord, there's a room where you can talk about this podcast if you so wish. Um, I haven't done this in a while, so I should probably say thanks to Peter Pohl and Paul Mile for the fantastic intro and outro music that you hear. And uh, until next Sunday, 
Don't change that dial. 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 Wow. Don't change that dial. This is Halcyon Frequency, signing off.